Hello and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, please visit our website at hopeforvermont.org. As well as if you're enjoying these podcasts, check out the live streams at Hope for Vermont on YouTube. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Jesus, we thank you so much that you are with us. We thank you that you are Emmanuel. We thank you that we don't just celebrate during this Christmas season, but we celebrate because you are Jesus, you are Savior, because God, you gave your Son to take our sins so that we might have life and have it abundantly. We can have eternal life. We can know you. Father, we do pause and intercede and have great empathy and sympathy and heartache and even heartbreak for those that are struggling, for those that are going through loss, for those that are grieving. Father, we just thank you that you are strong and you give us hope. We think of Ed Brown and ask that your presence would surround him and lift him up and encourage him and Deb today. We thank you so much for Brenda and Dennis Carey and their faithfulness. We lift up Nona and Sharon Bird. We think of Mike and Rachel Bulldock and all of us that have lost loved ones over the last couple years, that the holidays are different. We thank you that you hear our cry, that you wipe away our tears, that you hold us close to your heart. And Father, that you know our heartbeat. So Jesus, we thank you that you love us. We thank you that you are here. We thank you that we can move forward in your strength. May we always choose you. May I let me, I desire to choose you. And it's in your name, Jesus, we say thank you. Amen. Amen. And God is good. He certainly is. Um, as we continue, we finish Colossians, and so we look ahead, and so we look ahead towards Advent. What is Advent? Advent is that time we celebrate during the holidays. We do not have the Advent candles this year. Uh, I was away. Things were uh, a little bit crazy the past uh, few times, uh, past few weeks. And so we just continue and we look to see what God would have for us. And we just want to look at what does Advent mean? What is Advent? Advent is the arrival of, and in this particular case, the coming or second coming of Christ. We look towards, we anticipate, we're excited about the second coming of Jesus. And well, when we we're going to look at Mark, Christ was not originally a name, but it was a title. In Greek, it was Christos. So it was the title uh, of Messiah. In Hebrew, uh, Messiah. I probably mispronounced that. Excuse my Hebrew. Uh, but what does that mean? It means the anointed one, Christ, the anointed one, Christ, the one that was going to come, the chosen one. He's the one that's going to give us to present to us what Advent is about. For Advent, we celebrate the hope, the peace, the love, the joy of Jesus, the coming of Jesus as a baby. But now the second coming of Christ, the anointed one, as our eternal hope, as our peace, our love, our joy. We're going to look at these things uh, today, these aspects of who Jesus is. And, and we, again, behind the eight ball, I'm going to pick a couple that mean a lot to me personally. And maybe I should be looking towards what means to you. But since I was presenting this or preparing this, 
I just thought, well, how can we look at the hope of Jesus this Advent season? The hope of Jesus this Advent season. And when you think of hope, it's the anticipation. It's the mouth-watering tease when I love to smoke me and my smoker. And you get the scent, the fragrance, the smell, and it starts to make your mouth water. You start to anticipate. Maybe for some, it's a chocolate creamy, a chocolate soft serve ice cream cone. Maybe for others, it is uh, some special treat. For my daughter, she wanted key lime pie for her 18th birthday, so I could not find one. So I got three different types of key lime pie. It's that mouth-watering anticipation, the tease of, oh, I hope it's going to be that good. I can't wait to have something that's going to bring me such joy. The what if, the maybe, the hope so, the expectation. I just cannot wait to have it. I just am anticipating something so positive. What if it's that good? But how often have we been sold something that it was not as good as advertised. I tell my son who's in sales now to uh, under promise and oversell, under promise and oversell. And at times we want to uh, settle, we want to hold back. We can't believe that something could be too good to be true. So we under promise, we oversell. And with Jesus, nothing could be more different than what you promised was more than we could anticipate. It was better than advertised. But at times, we don't want to get our hopes up. We don't want to think like, oh, I just think that God could love me. I just want to believe that I could belong. I don't want to believe that I could be part of a family of God that just cares about everything that I've been through, cares about everything that I'm going through, that will not judge me, but will love me, will love me with an everlasting love, a eternal love, with the love of God that loves me no matter what sin I am in, no matter what temptation I'm facing, that they will love me enough to help me, to encourage me, to keep me accountable, that I could overcome it. How many times have we been in a place where we face something where we don't want to get our hopes up because, ah, I've tried it before, but oh, it didn't work out. How many times have people tried Jesus? They said, oh, well, I'm just going to try and see what difference it makes instead of surrendering. It takes a surrendering to believing who Jesus is and what he has done, that he has a plan and a purpose for our lives that we can overcome. We can be even more, that it is better than advertised. It's not about us getting our hopes up, but it's about us putting our hope in Jesus. We look at Mark. Mark, an interesting book of the Bible, an interesting scripture, especially when we're talking about the Christmas story. This is John Mark. This is the Mark that traveled with Paul and Barnabas. This is the Mark that uh, turned away from that first missionary journey. This is the one where it created such a rift with Paul. Paul could be a very difficult person to uh, submit to, to surrender, um, to follow not that Paul is Jesus, but Paul was one that many people looked up to, many people admired, many people wanted to follow until they got in a situation, the first missionary journey that Paul and Barnabas took. John Mark went and then he found like there, there was a disagreement. And so he left and that created such um, a divide that Barnabas took John Mark under his wing and then Paul went with Silas. And then this is John Mark writing the story from which he heard from Peter. Why did Peter not write his own book of the Bible? I think Peter found out he knew he soon realized that what he would say would probably come out wrong. 
he needed a filter and John Mark provides that for us. This is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. This is the gospel. This is the good news of Jesus Christ. This is the good news. This is where it all began in John 1, 1, we find. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things, through him all things were made. Without him was made was without him nothing was made that has been made in him was life and that life was the light of all mankind finishing up with John 1 5 the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has now overcome it this is the beginning this is the excitement this is the light in which we have this is the good news in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God this is the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. It began just as the prophet Isaiah had written. Look, I'm sending my messenger ahead of you, and he will prepare your way. That is from Malachi 3.1. Malachi 3.1. This is where the prophecy, what was going to happen, was told in the Old Testament by the prophets. This is Malachi Three one. Jesus fulfilled well over three hundred Old Testament prophecies. Well over three Old Testament prophecies, and those that would say, those that might suggest, those that I've heard say, well, the writers of the New Testament just looked at the Old Testament and then they made the book a line. They wrote so they could fulfill the scripture, the prophecies. That is so incorrect. I wish we had more time to get into that, to dive into that, but that is not what happened. You can look and see how the time frame, the distance, how that could have happened would never happen. It had to be the divine nature of who Jesus is that made the fulfillment of prophecy real, not manufactured, not manipulated by people trying to put together the pieces of prophecy and writing something for themselves. It's discouraging, it's frustrating to hear those things, but they are said. We go to Mark 1, 3. He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. Who is this about? Who is this that's going to clear the way? Who's going to prepare the way for the Lord's coming? That they're going to clear the road. That they're going to share the good news and take the hits and be beheaded. So that Jesus could be revealed. It was John the Baptist. It was Jesus' cousin. It was the one that knew that there was a greater calling on his life, not for him to be lifted up, but for him to prepare the way to make things, put things in order, to get things in a place that Jesus would have reign, would have opportunity to share. We look at Mark 1 4, John. The Baptist appeared, baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. Proclaiming a baptism of repentance is the English Standard Version. A baptism of repentance. This is what Jesus was having go before him. John, which means the Lord is gracious. This is John the Baptist. It's also written by John Mark. So maybe you wanted to get that in there too. That though you know this gospel is Mark, my name is John too. And I just want to say that the Lord is gracious to me as the Lord was gracious to 
John the Baptist. There's a book, Start With Why. This book was written by Simon Sinek, and this brings up an interesting point, at least it does for me. And this book, it talks about the what, the how, the why. Many times we know what we're doing, we know how we're doing it, but do we know why we are doing something? We know what we're doing, we know how we're doing it, but we do. Do we know why? We know that we show up on Sundays, whether online or in person. We know that, you know, how we do it. We usually open a Bible. We say a prayer. We shake hands or give a fist bump. We uh, give a smile. We, we're encouraged by music. But why are we there? What is our why? What is the purpose of Advent? What is the purpose of Advent 2021 as we are in the middle of or coming out of or just starting in COVID-19, why do we exist? Why are we apart? Well, to proclaim a baptism of repentance is what John the Baptist would say. This messenger was John the Baptist. He was in the wilderness and preached that people should be baptized to show that they had repented for their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. This is the New Living Translation, which we read that they would confess their sins and be baptized. This is why we exist. I was listening to, I believe it was Alistair Pegg. It might've been Chuck Swindoll or one of my uh, cool pastors that I listen to often, but they were saying that how often do we make Christmas Eve just a good sermon where everybody feels nice and fine because we want them to come back. When the message of the gospel, when the reason why Jesus came, the good news is that people would be forgiven of their sins, that people would turn away, that they would repent, that they would turn back to their creator that has a purpose for their lives. This is the message of Advent. This is the hope that we have. This is the not what if, not wondering, not maybe, not the anticipation of, is it as good as I hope? Or should I get my hopes up? Or can God really deliver? God can deliver on his promise as we, if we confess our sins and be baptized. Baptism is just the physical outward uh, sig signal. I can't think of the word right now. You can type it in the chat. It's the response so other people know that we've made an inward commitment, that we've made a covenant with God, that we have turned from what we thought is right to go after Jesus. This is the hope that we had, the message of Scripture, to confess your sins. All of Judea, including all of the people of Jerusalem, went out to see and hear John the Baptist. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. This is the message of Christmas, that we would know that Jesus can and will forgive our sins. So we confess our sins, we, we repent and turn away from our sins, and we say to the world, well, I am making a public decision that you would know that by my lifestyle I've changed, not because I've been doing something great, but because Jesus has been presented to me and I want him to live inside of me. I want his very presence to be on me, to be living through me. We desire Jesus to reign, R-E-I-G-N, R-E-I-G-N, to reign on us, in us, and through us, that others would know as we confess our sins, as we're baptized, that Jesus 
would be seen, that salvation would be known for the forgiveness of sins. Advent, the hope is that we can be forgiven our sins. If you're like, I've been a Christian forever, that I don't need God's forgiveness. We need his forgiveness every day. You have his salvation, but there are things that happen in your life that you choose to do, that you do out of ignorance, transgressions, or you choose to do that are sins. And we need God to forgive us our sins. That's the hope that we have. His salvation is the forgiveness of our sins. Salvation redeems God's creation to become the purpose he created us, to become the people that he created us, the purpose he created us for. But I was told you aren't supposed to end a sentence with a preposition, so I'm trying to be uh, grammatically correct. Jesus Salvation restores, it redeems creation. It wants us to live a specific purpose. This is Advent. This is why Jesus came. This is knowing your why. It's not so we can sing good songs. It's not so we can be, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, so we can be seen or lifted up or, oh, you're such nice people or we're so happy that you are here, but it's so. Jesus can be revealed, and that starts with our confession of our sins, our repentance for our sins, our need of Jesus, that he is our hope. He is the arrival. He is the coming, that we celebrate the second coming of Christ. But we celebrate the second coming of Christ. No, not so we can say, I can't wait for God to return. It's not so we can greatly anticipate the Lord's return, because there are too many people who do not know him as Savior, for us to seek his second coming, let us make him a Lord and urgently intercede until that moment is present. So we desire Jesus to come again. But because we desire, we are urgent to share the hope that we have because Jesus came as a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger, that he grew up. He did things that only could be told as miracles, that he was brutally beaten. He was falsely accused. He was put on trial, a mock kangaroo court. He was killed and hung on a cross. He was buried and died and he rose again and he ascended to heaven and he's interceding on our behalf. This is the hope that we have that we get to share with others. No, not that he would rescue us from COVID-19, not that he would rescue us from a political structure, not that he would rescue us from the things that are going on in the United States of America or North America or in our world, in our society, in our culture, not that he would rescue us, but that he would come for those that he has used us to present his hope, the forgiveness of sins, his salvation. That's the hope that we have of Advent. That's part of why we get to celebrate. That his second coming, he will be with us. But he will also be with those that he has used us to reach out to. For their salvation as well. I don't have the rights to the song, so I can't play very much of it. But um, we're going to close with Days of Elijah. Days of Elijah. These are the days of Elijah. This is how we're going to close at the in-person service. 9 o'clock, across the Brook Middle School, Duxbury, Vermont, 05676. Hopefully you can make it. But these are the days where God is restoring his people. These are the days where we have the hope of Jesus that 
forgives our sin that as we confess and turn away, he lifts us up and he gives us a purpose that we know our why. Our why for Advent is to present his salvation to others, to live him so others would know that he redeems his creation. What a blessed day. What an amazing opportunity. Jesus, we say thank you that you love us, that you use us, that we are yours, and that we call you Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. As well as don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, where you can catch live stream versions of these services as well as other content. Have a great day.